Welcome to the first annual Mixed Reviews Oscars Bonanza with your hosts, Allison and Aubrey. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> collect myself. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we are back from our break that we didn't tell y'all we were going on, but our unannounced <laughs> break. In fact, I feel like we were like hyping it up that we were going to do episodes like together because we were in the same state. And then we were like, just kidding. We're not doing any episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no episodes already together. We did do a photo shoot. So we'll be uploading those pics for the next year <laughs> you know the important thing milking the content like as we can um but yeah i was back in kansas for a family matter that just took up way too much time so there was no chance me and Alice were going to be able to record anything a family matter. a family matter What's the theme song from Family Matters? <laughs> it's rare condition. Condition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally don't know the words though. All I know is the first words that go. It's a rare condition. And then that's a rare. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> oh my god. These black sitcoms with like cops, you know. Let us know if we need to, if we need to, um, start expanding into TV. I forgot that watch... motherfucker was a cop, and then the, all that, that yeah. cop episode just came rushing back to me too, where he like tells yeah, off the cop episode is he fucked. tells off the white cops or something for some reason. They're like in a donut shop. I feel like all these black sitcoms usually have one cop episode, as if it's like not a daily. A daily occurrence. Concern. Yeah. It's I like, remember, it's I not like the every Fresh day. <laughs> one as well. Yeah. Um, we have a lot to get through tonight. Today, you don't know when we record. Um, and yeah, welcome to our first annual Oscars review predictions party. <laughs> party. What was the word I was trying to think of? I wasn't. I was gonna say. I wasn't gonna say shenanigans, and I wasn't gonna say shindig. Tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> Bonanza. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking welcome to our bonanza, guys. <laughs> I hope you're really uh, our bonanza. Like, wh- stop. You're locked okay. in and ready for this <laughs> black bonanza. For this, <laughs> for this roller coaster journey of a. Of a podcast you're about to go on. Get ready. Um, no. Okay. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be looking at all the black no- uh, nominated films for the Academy Awards this year. Talk about them. We've watched them all. <clears throat> and <laughs> we're just going to go through, uh, have our first sort of thoughts on these films, um, and then sort of give our predictions and... Let you know what. Yeah, they're... we might have a rating system. We may not. We'll figure it out as we go. Let them know what they're nominated <laughs> for, what they're up against, if we think they're gonna win, all that shit. All that jazz. Okay. So, I don't know. Let's start with like the least nominated film and then move up. Okay. So we have *The Five Bloods*, directed by Spike Lee, written by the University of Kansas's Kevin Wilmot. <laughs> Um, Rock Chalk, except Fucky right now, but it's another story. Um, starring Delroy Lindo and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Those are the two actors that I knew, so those are the ones I, written, I wrote <laughs> down. Um, uh, this film is nominated solely. Oh, sorry, and obviously, uh, Chadwick Boseman right. is in this film as yeah. well. <laughs> I was like, like, whoops. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, Chadwick Boseman um, is in here as well. And this film has one nomination for Best Original Score by Terrence Blanchard, who has done a whole litany okay. of Spike's films. He's a he's originally a jazz musician, but he's scored a million films. Different person. But yeah, been in the game a long time. He also writes operas. Fun fact, he uh, was supposed to premiere the first uh, opera written by a black man at the Met, 
they've never done an opera written by a black person oh my God. at the Met, which is embarrassing. But then it got canceled because of COVID. So, oh my God. Gonna... <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? So, um, yeah, this film was only nominated for score. Okay, so best original score, uh, Terrence Blanchard is up against uh, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Um, out of those, the only people I recognize is James Newton Howard, who's yeah probably won multiple um, awards for News of the World. And Soul is the other um, film that has... Um, a black person nominated has John Baptiste. Okay, I was um, just about nominated. To ask that if the composer was black for Soul. Yeah, there's two other people, but I think I think John Baptiste is the only other is the only black person of that trio. It looks okay. like. Um, but okay, so what were some of your first thoughts on the Five Bloods, the movie? Period, and then what do you think about these nominations for the Five Bloods? Well, I feel like there should be more nominations than score. Um, Fucking right facts. there. <laughs> Just off the bat. Um, I did Just take <laughs> notice of the score, though, and how good it was. So I, I don't, I think that's definitely earned um, by listening to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I literally, I went in this movie. I literally just watched it today, not knowing what the fuck this was about. Um <clears throat> Was I thought that I didn't know how long it was. I thought the movie was literally like over by the when they found the gold. <laughs> like I didn't know there was a whole second act to that. I was like, oh my god, this is so happy. Oh my god, they got the gold. They're gonna be going home. The end. And then there was a whole nother part to it. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Um, yeah. But I did enjoy it. Uh, the plot. The I mean the acting, especially uh, the father and son relationship the dynamic is just everything. Yeah. The passing of the uh, make America great again hat was, I think was a very interesting motif going from person Ooh, to yeah. person in there. Like everybody wore that hat at one point. Like it was just interesting. very interesting. Um, what a good catch. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a lot of cool elements in that movie. I thought the, the story was very solid. I like what they did with the, uh, the dimensions, I guess of the, I know there's an actual word for this, but it went from widescreen to full screen to other screen mm. uh, to, to yeah. go from time period to time period or flashback and stuff. I thought that was a cool device. Um, what did you think about the flashback where they didn't hire younger actors? I thought that was... At first, I was confused. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd missed something. Um, but then, like, obviously, it didn't take me too long to realize, oh, okay, they're just going to be doing these flashbacks as the old men. And then he's going to be the young person because, and I figured that was kind of cool because it just kind of shows like that Chadwick's character is like frozen in time. Like that's what he is. That's what he's remembered as. And that's all he's ever yeah. going to be because it's just a yeah. memory to defy bloods. Um, really beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. Decision. I thought it was really cool. Like, I mean, I was at first, I was like, why didn't you just hire the younger actors for this? But I was like, you didn't really need to, did you? Because this is all from their perspective and them looking back at these moments. It's not supposed, yeah. to, I think it's supposed to be more of like them remembering it as opposed to how the events actually happened, because that's kind of what happens when somebody dies. You just kind of start to like idealize them and remember them as this icon, this figure, which is what, Chadwick's character was so yeah 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 solid shit um I know you saw this movie a while ago and have have been saying it's great but you I'm surprised you never told me anything about it (laughs) you're always just (laughs) yeah it really is good um yeah I mean I really like a lot of the major themes in here you know we're talking about um a lot of political quandaries, a lot of issues, you know, like we're, we're really trying to understand black men's re- uh, relationship to the military, um, what it is, what Vietnam was and hiring black and brown men who at that time, you know, this is the seventies are fighting the black power movement, um, fighting for um, equality and justice and then black men are being sent over to Vietnam to kill people who are doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's disgusting and the American imagined idea like requires us to sort of put that away and not try to find those parallels because we want to be proud of that work and I think a lot of the American promise of serving in the military is like you know if you serve you'll get real citizenship but that never they've been promising us that since little the revolutionary war so no they kept and they before kept that back to that of like how they were promised something that they were never going to get like over and over exactly again. so exactly really driving that in a lot about generational trauma um between the father and son how that works mm-hmm. i felt like the part where they're finally hashing this out during the like gun scene and it's like oh well your mother died in childbirth i was like i didn't i kind of wish they hadn't done that because i felt like it transitioned all this trauma to like one event versus i didn't think that was necessary either i mean when he was explaining it to the white french lady um like he never he hated me from the day i was born because of my mom and blah blah i was like like there's there's a hundred reasons why he couldn't show love to you because he was literally in war like it didn't exactly because of this trauma and to like blame it on the mother just sort of really took away from that um i felt like it was just like it just doesn't it we don't need this like black men are traumatized because they're black men in america period well and that makes it very difficult yeah, you have a war vet and i'm to like, love additional trauma we didn't need the added like wife died in childbirth trauma <laughs> i didn't so. exactly i was like this just really isn't necessary and it takes away from your main argument about like generational violent trauma um but overall i felt like this film was really well done i just thought a little bit of the plot was messy um i really didn't get this whole bit with like the ending shootout and everything. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> With like the French man and like all this shit. I was like, I, I don't think I need any. <laughs> so well, it was because, yeah, it took me a second. I mean, the French man was in cahoots with the Vietnamese people that he sent to just steal the gold straight up from them. And the, I think it was the, you know, the father was mad at Otis because Otis is the one that's like, with the uh vietnamese woman and has like the child with her so he was like oh she's in on it blah blah like i know that this is a setup from like the beginning and what's his face didn't want to believe it because you know he yeah likes the girl, like, the girl yeah. but she, apparently she had she had no idea which i was like okay and i thought the i was like there's just some plot stuff that i was like i don't i think we could have edited some of this yeah (laughs) and then like him seeing his daughter and stuff i was like is this woman crazy this is how she's going to introduce the father she was like there's someone i you should come meet this person and then the daughter's like the fuck like this is how you show me (laughs) because clearly she's mixed black and asian and then you have this random old black guy having dinner with you and you just bring me in to just meet him casually and then won't tell me if he's my fucking father afterwards yeah it's just i was like why is she acting like this it doesn't make no sense (laughs) just too much um yeah there's a little bit of restraint like you know is this spike's best film no it's not his best film. <laughs> but but you know it, it was a really good one i think i think terrence you know he's been nominated now two or three times i really hope he wins this uh i think he deserves mm-hmm. it um uh but this should have been you know who should have been nominated from this film was um delroy delroy lindo should have been fucking nominated for uh, best actor, and he's the father, period. right? The main, the main guy, crazy guy. Yeah, that that monologue straight to camera when he's like running around in the woods. He had like two of them. He had like three, like just straight monologues, just killer. Like I just love that Spike. You know they've been working together for so long. They did Malcolm X together. They've been in this game for decades. And he just knew to just let Delroy do his thing. And I just got to make sure I capture it. I'm just going to let him do what he's going to do. Like, just such a seasoned, well, just so good. Yeah, just, all just the actors, like, pulled their shit out. Because even, even though that, like, reuniting with the daughter scene was a little 
like weirdly set up even the that other actor is it i just know the character's name is otis i think like when he sees his daughter for the first time and just kind of like lingers his fingers like as they part from each other i immediately like teared up for some reason even though it was like a weird situation i was like oh my god like he's like this is him meeting his child for the first time and he had no idea he had a kid and it was just like it was hella nice so (laughs) those subtleties Yeah. yeah just really beautiful cast um and if anything was like stolen from this film i don't know i really feel like it should have been delroy for best actor in a leading role and then chadwick boseman should have also gotten the um the supporting actor Mm -hmm. nomination okay that's that's what i would have done if i was the academy but no one fucking called me so (laughs) nobody called me um okay so that is our least nominated film surprise surprise the academy hates spike um okay and then we have Oh, just kidding. This is also only has one nomination. And this is for the film Soul. Um, Soul is directed by Pete Doctor, who's the white guy that does that did Inside Out. And Kemp Powers, who funnily, funnily, that's not a word. Funny enough. Funnily enough. Who funnily? Funnily enough. Um, also wrote One Night in Miami. Pete Doctor. No, Kemp Powers. So Soul is co-directed by Pete Doctor from Inside right. Out. And, and Kemp, Kemp Powers. Powers, who also wrote One Night in Miami. Okay. So he wrote this film, Soul, with Pete Doctor. He wrote and directed Soul. And he did One Night wow, in Miami. Wow, they must have really um, erased his message out of Soul. <laughs> Oh god, they absolutely fucking did because I was like, "How I, you I go watched... make something like that and then have this messy. this messy yeah. uh, movie, which this beautiful movie, but this you know mm. messy movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's messy. I would not. It, I think it's a stretch to call this a black film. Yeah, stretch. Because um, yeah. I mean, even. Powers, I remember I watched an interview with him and he was like, yeah, I had to fight to get in this barbershop scene, which was obvious, which was every black person's favorite part of the entire film. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw that too. Like, it was like on the, that's on Disney Plus, right? Like the Pixar little features they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, anyway. Um, so yeah, this movie's only nominated for... Um, Oh, I guess it's nominated for three things, but we only care about the one. So uh, it's nominated for Best Achievement in Music for Motion Picture or Original Score with John Baptiste. John Baptiste is the piano player in, what's that show? The Stephen Colbert Late Night Show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where I know him from, but I'm sure he's done about a million other beautiful things that aren't that. Um, It's also nominated for Best Animated Feature Film, of course, and Best Sound. I don't see this not winning animated best animated yeah. feature yeah probably will well what's um, it up against for animation what other animated films is it up against because they used uh, to lump animated film with comedy comedy yeah then they're like they're this like, is dumb make any sense <laughs> you're like this isn't make any fucking sense <laughs> maybe we should make this make some fucking sense um it used to be comedy, musical. Oh, yeah. Never mind. And animated. Like, what the fuck? I don't. Okay, so animated feature film. Onward. That's not going to win. Um, mm. Sh- a Sean the Sheep movie. <laughs> Farmageddon. I've never All heard right. of that. Wolf Walkers and Over the Moon, which is Glenn Keane, though. I did not see Over the Moon. I haven't seen any of these except Soul and Onward. Just yeah, the Disney Soul and Onward. And honestly, Soul will probably win. Onward. I'm like I did. It's not that I didn't love the world, but I feel like there was at least more of a point. Like there was at least not even a point, more of a a plot that was 
less convoluted, <laughs> simpler. I like the <laughs> yeah. I liked the theme better. I felt like it was a better, more Pixar theme of like simple but also complex. Like we're gonna talk about you know you can find parental figures in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, like Inside Out. You know, sadness actually is a really good and important emotion and this is why right <laughs> you know um whereas soul i was like okay so i think it's about <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like you and i've obviously talked about this one before but it's just so convoluted like the steps so many steps you go you die you go here you need this badge because you look like a blob you're being mentored by other blobs of dead blobs and then you got then once you get the past then you could jump into the earth and then when you jump into the earth your soul will go into the body of an unborn baby like it was just a whole it's just i was like these there's so many steps there are so many steps and i felt like with with inside out she explains it in 10 minutes like less than 10 minutes yeah. at the very beginning of the movie this could not have been possibly been explained in the first 10 minutes of the movie so they are like they have to continuously explain it and i found that boring so <laughs> yeah like i think that's frustrating and it's it makes it a little convoluted but i think i could have gotten over it if it was a black film yeah like <laughs> the thing is I watched Soul, and then I watched One Night Miami. I was like, okay, so Kent Powers absolutely knows what the fuck he's talking about. So they clearly just didn't want to let him write a black film. Because this clearly could have been a black film that, like, used, like, the history of uh, jazz that utilized the history of black spirituality that, you you know, it could have done a lot of things, and it didn't. And so that was a conscious decision to not let him do it because clearly he knows his shit. He knows what the he fuck knows he's his talking shit, about. And I doubt he wanted that motherfucker to be a cat the whole time. Like, that's the thing. And the same thing with um, Tiana. And it's just like, I just want a black Disney film that's a black Disney film. Just give it to me. Like, honestly, <laughs> the closest thing to we have an actual black Disney film is Black is King. That is a black Disney film. Like, oh, okay. that is black as fuck. That, that movie is black, period. And um, Soul isn't. I want, and it's I want just an like, animated one, though. You know? Exactly. That's kind of what I'm... Exactly. That's kind of what I want. I, yeah, so Soul, I think it's nominated for the right amount of films. <laughs> or right amount of yeah, awards. Yeah, right amount of awards <laughs> will probably win, of course, best, uh, like, animated picture. Um for yeah. the score. I don't see John I actually haven't really gone back and listened to the soul score but I'm sure it's popping so I'm not sure I'm sure it's beautiful but I feel like Terrence Blanchard has been nominated a couple times um so I feel like he's going to be the one to pull it out Okay I'll go with that prediction Um okay ba 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 I was doing this order but I just fucked it up because this was actually nominated three times so oops <laughs> um <laughs> So then we have the United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, this is director Lee Daniels. What else did he do? He did the butler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at the butler. Right. <laughs> Don't laugh at the butler. <laughs> I will laugh at the butler. It was <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Written by Susan Laurie Parks, who is dope as hell, great writer, um, starring Andrew Day, Tevante Rhodes, who was in Moonlight, mm. and Natasha Leon, who is the white girl, who is um, the other famous actress who is gay, and that they kind of like skipped over that whole bit. Yep. Whatever. Um, and this is only one nomination uh, for actress in a leading role. Andra Day. Andra. I think that's a fair amount. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair too. This is a movie that me and Allison watched while I was in town. Um, well, yeah. me, Allison, and our, our sister Anna and our mom all watched it. Of course, mom had already watched it because I guess that's all mom actually does is watch movies. <laughs> She'd Apparently. seen so- everything we were suggesting. She's like, I've seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. <laughs> 
Poe. Like, not all of us have time to watch 800 <laughs> movies a day. Well, also, though, what? like, I could watch more movies, but it takes me the time frame of a movie to pick a movie. So, mom, mom just, like, Honestly. rapid fire will She literally just picks the first thing that pops yeah. up. Like, Netflix says, watch this. And she says, okay. <laughs> she goes, how about this the one? The Netflix like, overlords are like, watch this. the this. first thing on the list, and you're asking me if I want to watch this. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I need to see I, the anyway. options. <laughs> what did you think about United States versus Billy Holiday? Well, <laughs> I just feel like mm-hmm. when we're looking at biopics about like men, they focus on different things versus the biopics about women. Women, it's very much yeah. like relationship based. Um, less look how fucked up they were (laughs) less career based i guess and i know this is a united states versus billy holiday so it's supposed to be about that specific court case i didn't know that i didn't know that bitch was arrested so you know yeah that was i would thought that would be that's an interesting take but i don't know why they didn't just make it a biopic as opposed to focusing on this court case and this fucking fbi asshole who keeps fucking her over um I just wish that they had gone a different angle on her life as opposed to focusing on the men that ruined it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Not that that's um, not a part. I'm I'm sure that was a huge part of her life is the men that are just like coming in and fucking up her shit. But there's so much more to a woman than the men that abuse her, you know? Yeah. And I I feel like it was pretty reductionist especially with the fact that they did skip over her queerness um and only just kind of referenced it and then focused so much on the relationships i'm like if you're gonna focus so much on these relationships and these like unhealthy cycles then why can't we see them being played out with the women in her life because that that part where they brought up like are you in a relationship with billy holiday to that woman it literally never came up again so it seemed like it was a deleted scene that they accidentally kept in there (laughs) Yeah, it just, um, I mean, I think, I think Andrew Day was gorgeous in it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she really worked Mm -hmm. her ass off, like, because she's not, she's not a, you know, trained actress. She's a singer. I, we first, I mean, I think this probably what, again, this is me not just speculating, but I heard her first on The Daily Show where she sang Strange Fruit, Mm -hmm. actually, and I'm. I bet that's how she got this role was someone saw someone else you know saw her do that performance and we're like that's yeah. it. I mean her all <laughs> um, musical performances were just great in this too. Yeah, and there were strong moments in it. Um I just uh, visually it looked really cool too. A lot of scenes transitioned in a really interesting way. Um yeah, the lynching scene was by far like that was that was great. It was, it was <laughs> like the way it's yeah. playing with time. And like, I felt like a lot of the um, editing for me kind of came off kind of corny, but that part, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. You're really trying to fuck with the idea of time and space and um, violence. And yeah, I just thought it was really beautiful. Um, so it had really great moments. Um, I think this is an appropriate amount of, um, nominations for this film yeah. you know i i love susan laurie parks i worked on a one of her plays um with a friend of mine who directed it and um i just honestly feel like this could have been the <laughs> this could have been better if the director had been stronger i feel like lee daniels is just a little messy and susan laurie parks the, it's the way that you do it can that can make it stronger and um yeah, I just felt like there's some. Yeah, I got the cordiness. Um, I remember you saying when we were watching it, this seems like a a couple steps above a a lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, and it just didn't have and to I, be that I way. Like I, I understood where you were coming from there. I think that kind of encapsulates a lot of the some of the dot not some of the dialogue. I mean, really, just that one part in the dialogue that I was like, "Is this a joke?" <laughs> you hate her because she's oh. strong. She's beautiful, <laughs> and she's black. <laughs> black oh, i was like yikes um 
And again, I think if you had directed that in a better way, that could have been less right? less corny, yeah. But it just it just wasn't. It could have been. A, it's like they. It just felt like they were trying so hard to make it a moment instead of it being just a moment. Like, yeah, and I feel like, and they're obviously. I guess they were referencing the original song they made for the movie, because um, that's like a line in the song. But I was like, okay, well, you could have just kept. That, oh right, you could have kept that a line in the song. <laughs> He didn't have to say it out loud. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know. Um, Do you think she'll win that? You know? Um, no, I don't. Um, but I'm rooting for her. You know? <laughs> um, I, I'm i rooting for her. I hope she does. I mean, she's because. And the only reason I say that is because she's up against Viola Davis. Mm. Um. But Viola Davis has already won an Academy Award. So, you know, both of them have strong narratives for winning. Andrew Day, it would be a breakout role, her first role. She did the whole, you know, um, method acting, which I personally think is terrible um, and unsafe. Um, but the Academy loves that. They love a biopic. They love a first-timer. Um, yeah, this, you know, it's a it's a strong narrative however i will say usually if it's going to be one of these first time doing it you know wins it tends to be a film that has more nominations you right. know it, it tends to be like a you know it's it's nominated for best picture and best screenwriting and best director and best leading role and then it like sweeps um this is not this is the only nom so that's the only reason i'm like that doesn't seem as likely to me um, but you never know. Again, I'm rooting for. Should we look at who who she's up against real quick? Sure. Um, I don't know anyone, but says Viola Davis. Yeah. So this is actress in a leading role. Yeah, we have Viola Davis, Andrew Day, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Mm. France. Did you see no. that? Okay. Um, Frances McDormand. Um. In Nomad Land, the Academy really likes her. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. There's a lot of hype around that movie. Um, yeah, I feel like if Andrew Day was to win, it'd be a surprise. Um, but they've surprised us. Yeah, so not 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 usually with black women, but uh, yeah. but surprise. <laughs> but you know, yeah, honestly, that's that's all usually it. So I we'll see. I, she's what's that quote from? Um, Issa Rae, who are you rooting for? And she's like, I'm rooting for everyone black. That's me. So I'm rooting for you, girl. I wish you the best. I hope you win. Um, Okay. And then we uh, are getting to uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. um, That is directed by George C. Wolfe, written by August Wilson, of course, starring Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Um, This has a lot of noms. This has a lot of nominations. This is Best Actor in a Leading Role, Chadwick Boseman. Best Actress in a Leading Role, Viola Davis. Best Achievement in Production. Um, Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. And Best Achievement in Costume Design. Yeah, Ma Rainey is, they are really pushing. This is a, this is what we call a aggressive Oscar campaign. They want this. I mean, this is, this is also uh, Denzel Washington. You know, he's producing this. Um, and he's made it his mission to sort of get August Wilson on the map. I mean, August Wilson's been on the map, obviously, for in the black theater scene for a long, long time. But do you think it uh, deserves all these nods? You know, I'm not mad about it. Um, I'm not mad about it. I think it, it should always have more nods. Um, I think, I think Chadwick Boseman's going to win. Let's see what he's up against. Um, best actor in a leading role. Oh, excuse me. Um, he's against Stephen Yoon in Minari. I've heard that's really, really good. Um, Gary Oldman, fuck you. Anthony Hopkins, no. Gary Oldman, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and Riz Ahmed. So we have uh, two Asian actors. One black actor. Um, I think people. I think they're gonna give it to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna give it to Chadwick Boseman. They love giving that shit posthumously, despite the fact that he had, 
in my opinion, better roles in other films. Um, he really made it his mission to do films that were um, discussing black heroes, um, you know, black um, historical legends, um, and none of that shit ever got noticed. And it's just really frustrating that he's only getting raised up as the amazing, incredible actor that he was posthumously. And it's also frustrating to me that he's only being lifted up for this film and not to Five Bloods, which I also just think was a better role. Um, he wasn't in it for very like long, though. He wasn't, but it was beautiful. Not all screen time. Not all screen time, but it was so beautiful. It was just such a great role, and like what he represented um, in that film to me was stronger. And I think it was just um, I don't know. I just feel like Ma Rainey was a little heavy-handed um whereas i don't know i just i just think the five bloods was better stronger and said more like i just feel like it was a stronger um argument i just think it had better themes and um you know i think this is just another symptom of the academy hating spike uh, that we're not talking about chadwick and the other in the five bloods so um, but yeah, Ma Rainey, um, I would, you know, I feel like the makeup, hairstyling, costume, accurate, give it, um, uh, best achievement in production. Um, I think that's interesting because I feel like both times that we've seen, um, a August Wilson, it's obviously feels like a play, um, and I just feel like they don't expand the world enough. Um, that's interesting. They they also got it for... Yeah. And I this don't know. guy did Fences, right? Yeah. Um, fences, yeah. Which also is a great play because it just takes place on one porch. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, they kind of like move around the house a little bit in the film. I just feel like... <sighs> When they've been doing August Wilson, they're just translating it, translating it too close to the original source material. Media. Yeah. Exactly. And I just wish they would get someone who was going to, like, really take it into film and, like, let it live in film. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that it got Best Achievement in Production. Especially because it's just, like, it's just a recording studio. It's not like they were... T- <laughs> I just don't You're like what was the work, sir? <laughs> yeah, I you know, but I hope it wins everything. I hope Ma Rainey wins everything. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. Um Okay, too much on Ma Rainey because I didn't actually see it. Next. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. One night in Miami. What okay. did you think of this film? I just watched this last night. I liked it a lot. There were times where I was pausing and like screaming. I was like, where the hell is this? I was like, this argument too spicy. I need to pause it. <laughs> yeah. I have a habit of doing that and wanting to like fast forward a bit when there's like too much conflict on the screen. <laughs> like there's too much tension. Like, I can't tension handle the tension. In this room was too much sometimes, but um, very good. Uh, and you know, I can you can tell this is like a female director because there's no useless like women in this movie, which I loved. Like when a movie, I don't have problems with movies that center around men or like male relationships or friendships. I hate when those movies are clearly supposed to be about that, but for some reason they feel like they need to put in some random underlying stupid pointless plot with a woman because she's hot. Yeah, like that goes nowhere. <laughs> That, or, like, they have women in the background, like, as set pieces and objects because they're like, man must watch movie. Man like woman. Let's put her in movie. And that didn't ha- that wasn't here at all. Like, you saw some flashes of women in the background. And that's all. And they, they, they weren't sexualized. It's not like they were walking by and their ass was in the screen. Like, you see in so many movies that center yeah. around men. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm so glad. I was like, I... We just got into the meat of these relationships, these conflicts centering around black men and hearing each person's perspective and also showing that 
black people are not a monolith of thought, obviously, like not, not yeah. they don't all think the same. And here are some of the things that we argue about and disagree with. And, but we all are like, the hope is that we still have like love for each other and for our people. And we really just want to see them doing well, you know? And liberated after yeah. watching uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm and then comparing it to this Malcolm, I was saying earlier how this Malcolm is like so much more vulnerable than the man, the Malcolm in uh, that Denzel Washington was portraying. But this is also mm-hmm. supposed to be pretty soon before he dies. So obviously he has some inkling that this could be happening. I think this, this was like right before his Egypt trip, I believe, is where Malcolm is in his life right now because I remember him mm-hmm. bringing that up. But this man cried like four times throughout the whole movie. Like he, he's on the verge of tears the whole time because yeah. because he loves these men so much, you know? Like he wants yeah. what's best for them. Um, yeah. And he's also just struggling with his own shit. And I yeah. feel like we always see him as this huge figure on the screen uh, just in his speeches and his conviction which he obviously had, but we never, I didn't really see him as vulnerable as you see him here in Spike Lee's Malcolm. Um, even during moments where he's scared or upset, it's still very like masculine portrayals of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and who plays him? Let me see. And I, and I, I love that she chose people that are not, Super, super famous. Super well known. Yeah. Also, all uh, these men were so, so fine. Malcolm X. So, so <laughs> that, that was also great. Not <laughs> Kingsley Ben Adir. Mm. I love that name, Kingsley. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> He's, so sweet. He's so cute too. Yeah, just good looking men making political arguments. I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be the stupid subplot in that movie, okay? <laughs> I know. Please let me be the dumb bitch in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because everyone was just mm, delicious, intelligent. They, I just love that. Oh, I love Regina King so much. She should have. It is a travesty that she was not nominated for best director. Mm-hmm. Literally, kill yourself. Academy, I'm so mad about it. We have yet to have a black woman nominated. I hate you. Um, But yeah, this was just such a great film from top to bottom. This is everything I like in a film. Give me the theory. Give me the arguments. They gave everyone an argument that like absolutely made sense. You know, we're talking, we're debating black capitalism. We're taking it seriously, but we're also really getting into the like, uh, you know the the black communism and uh black nationalism, and then getting into the colorism. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. drag Malcolm, drag him for his bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you never and and I it's I think it's also such a product of their time, the difference in how um these men are like these men portrayed Malcolm X between Denzel and um. Uh, Kingsley Mm -hmm. like when Spike was doing this in the 90s Malcolm X was taught to me like in Texas as a bad person you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like they were like this is wrong he was violent and like we're in a different place now like we have Judas and the Black Messiah now we're in a different world right now we can allow these these giants of history to be people and that was what I appreciated so much in this film is like they let everyone have a really strong argument, but in the end we're also like, okay, but Malcolm's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like guys, I know you like being rich, but we need to <laughs> Well and you know, black capitalism, it's like you know, it um like I said, they gave they say they gave Sam Cook a real argument. Like, hey, this is what I need to do because this is how I can uplift people in the way that I can do it. And I just love Malcolm being like, but you could do more. Like the power of music 
is so strong yeah. and you don't even like you need to unleash your own mind about what you're even capable of because right now you're following a ladder that white people have given you to think that this is what music can do and this is how you can gain capital through music and so this is what the most you can get from it but you can actually get so much more you can be the voice of the revolution and that's what we need and even them bringing up um uh, what's the guy that? Uh, this, yes, I was like, ooh, you like they were getting in the mud, they were getting in the dirt, calling each other out. I was like, damn, you gonna bring up that man? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring up that man <laughs> because why didn't you write this song, you little bitch? And he was like, um, I know. <laughs> it's like Bob Dylan like, wrote damn. this song because he has literally no stakes, like nothing's gonna happen to yeah. him if he writes this. Yeah. And he's like, exactly. So, what is the problem here? So, yeah, it was. It just, the messiness. I was like, I'm, I'm here for all of this. Just so beautiful. And it was weird because although this also feels like a play, it feels less like a play than yeah. Ball Rainey for some reason. Yeah, there obviously was a lot of uh, dialogue that's mainly in the hotel room. Um, yeah, it's in the, the it's the one location thing, but for some reason I was like okay with that. Yeah, I, I, was like, I thought sure. it was cool. I, they probably could have gone other locations and had these conversations in different locations. Uh, I guess they just but it would have been just to do it in a different location, not for like any real reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I guess it would. There's no like if there's no plot device moving them from like place to place. There really is no point to move them place to place. So I'm sure they were like, okay, fine, we'll keep it here and keep it intimate and whatever. Um, because also I doubt Malcolm would be able to be as open and like vulnerable if he, they were just like out at the bar, like any of them, you know? So well, yeah, they made it clear that the FBI is following. Yeah. Him. Like they, they have to be in a protected space and they still use the space really well. Um, and, and I like that they set it up and this is also just like good writing from Kemp powers to like have it where they think that they're going to be going out the whole time. So you keep <laughs> thinking that they're going to be, doing something else and then they just don't yeah because malcolm's a nerd that <laughs> they wants never... to stay in and eat ice cream <laughs> he's so cute <laughs> i love him anyway 10 out of 10 i think actually 10 out of 10 i really love this film i really love this film this should have gotten more noms for sure especially um i think Diana. So, okay, so this is what it did get nominated for. So it got nominated for Best uh, Performance by an Actor in Supporting Role by Leslie Odom. Um, Who is Leslie? Best Which one is Sp- Leslie Odom? Sam Cooke. Oh, okay. Or Burr. From Hamilton. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? <laughs> the nominees for Actor in Supporting Role are Sasha Bo- uh, Baron Cohen, actually. From from the trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Daniel Kaluuya from Juice and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom uh, from One Night in Miami. Paul Ratchie? I don't know, from Sound of Metal. I should watch that. Um, and Lakeith Stanfield from Juice and the Black Messiah. Okay. So there's more black men on here than anyone else. Yeah, shit. Hell yeah. Um... Okay, so what's frustrating to me about this is that Judas and the Black Messiah, one of them, either Daniel or Lakeith, should have been just the best actor. Yeah, let's discuss that. Let's why don't we move on to Judas and the Black Messiah then, since um that's coming that's our up. Last one and here. It's last one, and we're running out of time. Uh, and obviously we already have okay. an episode on this movie we did a mini-sode so we encourage you to go back and listen to that if you happen to get a more in-depth view of our opinions on the film um what is it nominated for though altogether best motion picture best performance by an actor in a supporting role daniel kaluuya best original song fight for you by her who i really love Mm -hmm. best original screenplay uh shaka king who also directed will burson kenneth lucas keith lucas uh, best Actor in a Supporting Role, Keith Stanfield, and Best Achievement in Cinematography, Sean Bobbitt, who is white. Um, I should put that in parentheses. So I <laughs> Sean Bobbitt, who is white, by the way. <laughs> who is white? So we're not that involved. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so they have two, two. The two main men in this movie are nominated. Both nominated for supporting actor. Therefore, the entire movie has no lead actor. Is that what? Yeah. They're getting at. Yep. There is no. Here? Yep. There's just no lead actor. There's just no lead actor. Okay. I don't think I've ever okay. heard of that in my life, but okay. <laughs> It's really irritating. Doesn't every movie have um, what they would be considered to be the lead actor or actress? Yeah. I don't know. I guess if it's an ensemble cast. I mean, it doesn't matter because even if... The thing is, even if one of them was going to be nominated for best actor, they weren't going to get it because Chadwick's going to get it. Right. But Chadwick's also so Chadwick's, nominated for support. He's lead actor, not supporting actor. No. Oh. He's, he's lead actor okay. for Ma Rainey. Okay. Um, he's gonna win that, so that's just done. Um, <laughs> that's done. We don't have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, if he doesn't win, I'm, I'm gonna throw up on the- <laughs> like, gonna be- <laughs> Okay, we're gonna live stream. If Allison doesn't throw up, she owes you all fifty bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. He, I will be so fu- infuriated. Um. I'm going to be infuriated all night, probably, because that's just how these fucking things go. But, um, so what bothers me about these nominations is that it's best picture, best original screenplay, and yet no best director. Huh. Explain that shit to me. Explain that to me. And so the people that are nominated for best director are for another round never even heard of it nope. mank minari nomadland promising young woman minari has a lot of nominations and we really did see it last year with um Par- parasite yeah that they the academy is a lot more comfortable um i remember that actor the one from the walking dead like specifically saying that it's really unlikely he'll ever be <laughs> a lead you know, a leading man because he's Asian. Yeah. Obviously and now, was, I mean, was absolutely true. Like we didn't see them with a fucker for how many years, but I'm but glad, now to, it's see, here, I'm glad like, to see that he's, you know, <laughs> making a comeback because yeah. that was absolutely like so discouraging when they killed him off of that show. Everybody was so upset. And then everybody was like, well, he's, he's probably going to disappear because they don't cast Asian men, you know, to be, to be leads. Right. Yeah. That whole thing with, Walking Dead is interesting. I remember I watched a, I think it was like some eating show or something, and he was on there with another Asian chef, Mm -hmm. and they were just talking about like, yeah, I remember you. Uh, It was like the first interracial sex scene between an Asian man and a white Mm -hmm. woman on TV, and he was like, yeah, when I was watching that, I was like, yeah, give it you fucked that white girl. I was like, damn. Yeah, give it to her. But this is my sex scene. I know. I was just like, damn, why is the epitome of achievement fucking white women? <laughs> so fucking irritating. Oh, um, but, you know, what are you going to do? But, I yeah, I mean, I think. At, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, um, I, I see Minari really cleaning up. I haven't watched it, but I'm sure it's fucking great um and i don't doubt i don't yeah i don't doubt that at all um i'm just saying that you know we also have to remember the academy does not live in a bubble and um politics affect it you know what's what's happening in the world affects it and um i don't know we'll see we'll really see but the fact that that even the fact that um Parasite was able to get the three noms in the first place is a big deal. Um, yeah, that's never happened for a black film, and it's and it it's not gonna happen this year because um, it's already been decided. So I'm rooting for Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> I want Judas to win. It was such a. I mean, he really just killed it. It really was such a good movie. Yeah. Um, and again, we already did like a whole review on that, so feel free to watch, listen to that. But um. Um, what do you think between the best supporting roles, Lakeith and Daniel? Lakeith and Daniel? Kaluuya. Oh. Kaluuya is the one that actually played, um, 
like the main Fred, Fred Hampton. Hampton. Okay, yeah, that the one. British, the British, the British one. That one. Yeah, I think they're a lot more comfortable giving those to British black actors as well. Yeah. Yep, that, that. I think his his because he his role was a little more. Uh, I don't even know what to I mean, you rooted for him. He was the good yeah. guy. You, know? <laughs> you root for him. He had the speeches. The other guy, you know, was a complicated, conniving little man. Like, that's kind of his Yeah, that doesn't really... Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish them both good luck. Um, do you think Daniel Kaluuya... I know we're doing a lot of, like, comparison to Malcolm X, but the thing about Malcolm X is that when Denzel didn't win, it was so obvious that, like, why? Mm-hmm. Do you think that if he doesn't win this, it'll feel like, wow, what a, like, he was robbed? You know, will it feel that level? I don't know. Because he's going up for supporting actor. Yeah, it's not best actor, not best so. Actor. But. I wonder if. It's it depends on what's ahead. in who else is in the supporting actor bag. Yeah, it's Leslie Odom, Paul Ratchy, Sasha Baron Cohen. I really don't see how they couldn't give it to him. Yeah, and I think I mean it, also like because, because there were there have been movies like Malcolm X and stuff like that. Like those movies were made so that these movies could be made. You know, if it wasn't for Malcolm X, yeah. this movie. This wouldn't, this be, wouldn't here. be here because the public consciousness is shifting it slowly. Uh, to not saying we're we're fucking there, but I'm just saying, like as you as you've said, like the narratives. These narratives are coming out like the truth about a lot of things. Um, th- things yeah. are becoming. People are understanding uh, revisionist history a lot. <laughs> what is and is not revisionist. Honestly, history. I think if they don't give it to Daniel Kaluuya out of these people. It will feel like he, he, he was robbed. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, if that, like, if he fucking wins over... Who the, who the <laughs> hell is that? Sasha Baron Cohen. Fucking, he's, um, Borat. Oh. Okay. I don't know what movie he was in. <laughs> he was in The Trial of Chicago 7. And they did do a good job. But the thing is about this is all these other roles are actually supporting roles whereas Daniel Kaluuya was not a supporting role it yeah. was like it's like so putting a it's like he main win, actor he like should win by default because he played a leading role and is being given a supporting it, role <laughs> like award exactly and they're giving it like to me it feels like they're putting him in this category so that they can give him the award because they knew that they had to give the other one to Chadwick, Chadwick. but i also feel like they don't they're not going to want to give it to Daniel Kaluuya because of the politic, and so they're going to give it to Lakeith. They're going to be like, okay, well, we want to... Oh, I see. We have to give this film something, but we don't want to give it to Fred Hampton, because we don't want it to look like we actually support these politics, so let's just give it to Lakeith, because he's the traitor. You know, he's the traitor. These are the same people who fucking gave, you know, the Green Book (laughs) best picture. So let's just, like, really think about what's about to happen here. Like, they're going to give it... I think it's going to go to Lakeith. Okay. I would agree with that prediction. I think that that would make sense because it is so strange that they're both in that category. And if they're saving Best Actor for Chadwick, then it's like, okay, got to give him something because then everybody will make us a hashtag again. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so should we go over this one more time? So for actor in a leading role, we're thinking Chadwick Boseman. Actor in a supporting role, we're thinking Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, Actress in a leading role, we're thinking Viola Davis over uh, Andrew Day. Um, There are no actresses in supporting role. That we did. No. Um, I think Glenn Coase will... Glenn close we'll get it though that's just my prediction oh, okay. <laughs> um animated feature film soul soul yeah um cinematography 
Judas and the Black Messiah is nominated, but it's a white guy. But I I hope I wish you well. I hope Judas <laughs> Thank wins. Thank you, white guy uh, <laughs> from Judas and the Black by, Messiah. <laughs> by association, I hope you win. <laughs> uh, costume design. We're rooting for Ma Rainey. Um, it's up against Emma, Mank, Mulan, Pinocchio. Pinocchio? Is that, an, <laughs> is that another movie. Disney remake we missed? <laughs> I, I don't know. Weird. Okay. Um, directing. Um, no black directors. Not a one. So I think it will go to Minari. Mm. Or maybe Nomadland. I need to watch Minari. Yeah, I need to watch that, too. Um, no one in documentary. If my octopus teacher wins best documentary, I'm going to kill myself. My um, I, I, I will also throw up. Please, under, please understand, I have no idea what that could possibly be about. Like, literally. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, it seems like a straightforward name, but I'm like, what does, what could that possibly mean? It's literally a man going out to the ocean every day and hanging out with one octopus. Like, an octopus that he meets. And it, like, teaches him to, like, live his life or something. The, co- like, the octopus know. teaches him how to be an octopus and live his life as yeah. an octopus? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This was, like, some white man bullshit. Like, some, like, midlife crisis white man rich. Oh, I have the means to just go swimming every day. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather, to find I'd rather learn to be an octopus like... than repair the relationship I have with my children or something. literally disgusting i was like i don't i couldn't care less about this fucking anyway um is seaspiracy on there (laughs) no that's not no well that's 2021 oh oh yeah okay original score is between soul and defy bloods for us we're i'm rooting for defy bloods but good luck soul i'm gonna have to listen to the original yeah, I need to read, listen to it too. Um, uh, original song, we're rooting for Juice and the Black Messiah. And, oh, and One Night in Miami from Speak Now. Music and lyrics by Leslie Odom. Oh, oh whoops, I missed that I one. Did not listen to that. I don't know. Um, her or Leslie Odom. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to give Leslie Odom the not, the, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. So they're not going to give Leslie Odom an Academy Award for... Acting. Acting. They're going to give it to him for the new original song. Nice. And Judas is not going to win. Did he write it, too? Yeah. Music and lyrics by Leslie Odom and Sam Ashworth. Okay. So, yeah, he'll get it for that. Which, you know, good for Leslie. Um, but that means I, I really like her. Um, I don't know why they didn't have Andra Day do the song the new original song for the um for for billy holiday i'm just like why would you have her sing a new song she does sing a new song oh well it wasn't nominated yeah there's a, there's like it's two kinda shitty. new songs on there one is like a continuation of strange fruit like i just i randomly saw an interview of her talking about the new song and she was talking about how she wanted it to be like a how uh billy holiday would have wanted strange fruit to evolve over the years or something so there is a new song there i think there's like two new songs in that movie well it has to be a a new original song so if it's just strange no it's not strange fruit it's like it's a new song they change the lyrics it's a new song but she references the word like the word strange fruit in it because it's supposed to be a continuation of the well, song. That shit ain't nominated. Well, I don't know why it's not okay. nominated. Well, I, thought it, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I listened to it the other day. Well, whatever. Leslie Odom's going to win that one, I think. Um, and then we have Best Picture, which we are rooting for Judas. Production Design, we're rooting for Ma Rainey. Sound, I guess... Good luck, soul, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I think The Sound of Metal will win. Okay. Adapted screenplay. We're rooting for Kemp. Good luck, Kemp Powers, for One Night Miami. Original screenplay. We're rooting for um, Judas. But I think it's going to go to Promising Young Woman. 
What the hell is Promising Young Woman about? That's the white girl who goes to bars and pretends that she's drunk and oh, then gets... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really want to see that. I think it's probably really good. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that in general, we're rooting for everyone black. But otherwise, I hope Minari does well <laughs> as well. But otherwise... I want my... Yes. But otherwise, I want my Asian brothers and sisters <laughs> to also do well. Exactly. But... I want my black brothers and sisters to do well first. So <laughs> I want them to do a little better, but <laughs> that's what I you're do. saying. I do want them to do a little better. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for spending time at the first annual Lewis girl mixed reviews, Oscar bonanza. Okay. <laughs> is that what we're calling this? The fucking title has changed like 10 times. <laughs> I'm not writing Bonanza in the episode title. I'll say you that better right write now. Bonanza. If I don't see Bonanza, I'm going to set. It's Bonanza. Bonanza. I guess the last thing I will say that didn't, that wasn't nominated for anything, but should have been, was Cuties. Oh, yeah. There's no way Cuties. they would nominate that for anything after that controversy. No. After after that controversy, which I would even call a controversy, that smear campaign against this film, uh, directed and written by uh, Maimuna Ducore? <laughs> I don't know. My French is disgusting. I'm sorry. But, like, best film of the year? Fuck you like so good that was the best film of the year bar none and i feel like we should do a whole episode on that eventually or a mini-sode because i feel like the world was not ready and it hurts my heart the world is not ready that should have won everything but we live here in this world unfortunately so well, we hope you guys enjoyed our oscar episode uh, thank you for listening and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MixedReview underscore pod. Um, check us out on Movie Mondays for when we review movies on Mondays, except for when we don't. And if you could please go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. It makes a big, big, big difference. So thank you. And thanks for seeing us at the movies. Bye.